Welcome to the Inside Edge. It's another year. It's another show. It is uh, a very big anticipation type season for the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm Bob McElligate along with Jody Shelley. The Blue Jackets got their camp officially open today. They did that by having uh, the physicals and the testing. They'll be on the ice for the very first time tomorrow. And then uh, you can come see them on Saturday at the Ice House. They'll be there. And the the doors will open at 9 o'clock, and the first 1,000 people will get uh, T-shirts thanks to our good friends over at Ohio Health. And then, Jody, it is on. Uh, And it's so exciting. I mean, first of all, where did the summer go, right? Everyone thinks that, of course, when the first day of school starts, too. It's like, what happened? But you know what? Uh, A great summer for Columbus, and it started with the the signings there, Goodbranson and Goodrow, and it's been nothing but anticipation. Now we're going to get a chance to see these guys in the Blue Jackets jersey, watch them all season long. Uh, but I'll tell you, today, I, I had the, I pulled into the parking garage today at the rink, and I knew the players had tested, and, I, and Jake Vorchek was pulling out, and I could look, see the look on his face, and I remember the feeling as a player. It is dreadful. I mean, you just want to get the testing over. Uh, so he had just finished his bike test, and he had that, that look of, I feel terrible, I'm glad it's over. But, he, you know, you can't wait to get your first on-ice session done because then you know how you feel uh, did you do enough in, in the off offseason? Uh, you know, are you comfortable and ready for the next day? How is your body going to react tonight after the skate? So uh, they know it's going to be a grueling camp. No on-ice testing, uh, a la previous coaches, but like torts, but uh, they do a lot of competitive battle drills, which is a sneaky way of doing extra work. So uh, it's a great time for us as fans. Uh, the players now, by the time Friday and Saturday get here, you'll see them settle in, but... Uh, a lot of good competition here, Bob, and, and uh, the thing I like about this, and I think it's it's uh, you know it has in part to do with the engagement of our fans with the Blue Jackets. Uh, this being a major sports city, as far as you know, they 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 expect excellence out of them. The anticipation and the ex- expectations are higher, and and that's so good for us and great for the organization. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was telling people here in the last couple of weeks, um, whether it's an interview or just talking to people, they say, well. What's it like in Columbus? How excited are people in Columbus? And I said, well, let me put it to you this way. People that I know that are casual fans who are normally the ones that come to me when the team's in the playoffs and they all of a sudden talk about everything that's going on with the Blue Jackets. Uh, I heard from those people in July. Yeah. Hey, you guys should be pretty good this year. Yeah, huh? exactly. That guy that you got. Uh, it, it is so funny what a difference one little move makes, like getting Johnny Gaudreau. And, and now, you know, that's it's a put-up-shut-up thing, right? So now it's time to put up. It's been great to talk about it for the last couple of months. Yeah. And, and now Johnny and everybody else will be on the ice, and it'll be time to play games. But, uh, yeah, you're right. Where did the summer go? But now that the summer is gone, it's like, uh, yeah, let's let's see what this is. And, and Yarmo Kekalainen, the Blue Jackets GM is going to uh, join us in just a bit and, and tell us what he hopes this is going to be like. You mentioned coming into the garage this morning. You you want to talk about zero to 60. I mean, I've come down here a few times in the last couple of weeks to Nationwide Arena, and it's been okay. But there's a concert going on over at the arena tonight. So you got the concerts going on. The players are back. Everybody's yeah. in there. I walked in, and I was like, man, there's no – just wading into the water. It's like climb to the high dive and go in today. Everybody's in the office. Everyone's buzzing around. And, you know, the buzz in the off season. and you think about – I actually equated it to the sweep of the Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Lightning in the sense of the fan engagement, the excitement in the city. Like there was a little bit of a parallel there. Not as quite as high as that, but there was that 
team, this team was in the forefront in July, and uh, it's exciting. And I, I was just looking at that as, you know, I don't watch much baseball, but this Aaron Judge home run thing uh, and the Pujols uh, tracking his game, his uh, his milestones too, it, it, like now I'm paying attention. You know what I mean? And I think that's what this has done for Columbus, where the dialogue that we've heard from outsiders uh, about players want, not wanting to be here, uh, you know, that was something that I heard but didn't believe. I, I heard but didn't understand either. Uh, I, I knew there was something different and there were just some different circumstances with that. And this was one of those things that flipped the whole dialogue quickly and really put some shine on the organization in the city, which I'm so excited about. All right, well, this is a good place to make one of those great radio transitions because I can say, coming up next, Yarmo Kekalainen will join us to see if he has hit a home run with what he has put together here. And see, it's almost like... Well, it's not mixed season of them. form. It's, just like, <laughs> it's like forcing it. It's like forcing it. That was and, good. Anyway, Yarmo is going to join us and uh, give us a complete breakdown on the Blue Jackets as the Inside Edge continues here on 97.1 The Fan. Welcome back to the Inside Edge. The Blue Jackets opening training camp today and getting ready to play their first preseason games coming up on Sunday. I'm Bob McElligot with Jody Shelley. We're joined right now by the general manager of the Blue Jackets, Yarmo Kekalainen. Yarmo you're always excited for the start of training camp, obviously, every single year. But is it a little bit more special this year with the group that you've assembled and the uh, the things you did during the summer this year? Yeah, I think it is. Uh, obviously, we got a very exciting player in, in Johnny Goudreau coming in. Uh, Eric Goodbranson will bring in the size and the toughness we badly needed last year. Um, Olivier, the same brand uh, of a player, physical, and, and bring some toughness into the lineup. But uh, I think the biggest excitement for me is seeing the young guys develop and how they've what they've done in the offseason, the, the jump that they've made in their strength and, and quickness, explosiveness, all those qualities that you can see in testing already. And, 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 and if we see it in testing, we'll see it on the ice too. Because it's not going to be about one guy coming here and, and changing the whole team or, or two guys. It's going to be about the group um, taking the right steps uh, um, into the uh, right direction, and, and that's what we need from our young group is that that uh, that whole group taking those right kind of steps. And I'm I'm even counting the veterans in it. I, I, we want a group of guys here that are all um, with the same mindset of what can I do today to get better, no matter how old, old you are. But the uh, you know the biggest difference you can obviously see in the young guys. But but you know, if you're 32 years old or 33 years old, I still accept or or. Uh, expect the same mindset um why why would you want to be in uh, in professional hockey if you didn't want to get better every day there's always something that you can work on and, and I, I think there's a lot of potential in our group and and, and um, hopefully we'll start seeing it on the ice with the improvements starting tomorrow when we step on the ice for the first time well it doesn't surprise me you're excited about the young guys you're a true scout at heart you did that for so many years and identifying players and bringing them into organizations um Kent Johnson is one guy I want to ask you about because he'll have a lot of focus in this camp. And uh, we just saw him play in, in Traverse City there over the weekend. And he he looks different. You talk about a guy, he looks a little bit bigger. I mean, he came in here out of college last year. He, he looked like uh, maybe not even a college kid, maybe a high school kid in his size. So he's a little bit bigger. But I want to ask you about the experience that he has had, even between the end of last season and now. 
because let's remember what he did last year. Started at Michigan, went to the World Juniors at Christmas, played, then they canceled it. Then he went back to Michigan. Then he played for Team Canada in the Olympics. Uh, then he went back and he played in the college uh, playoffs. Then he came here and played a handful of games. Then he played in the World Championships. And then he went back to the World Junior and won a gold medal. I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever played that many tournaments in one year uh, or, or did all the things that he did, but the experience that he got every step of the way uh, did you see any glimpses of, the, of that even in the, the couple of games he played against young players the other day? Yeah, yeah, he's a very talented player. And, and I think the, all those experiences for, for, uh, for him were great for his development. But at the same time, it's almost like, I don't know if he played too much to have a great off season as far as getting stronger, but but it's really hard to tell a guy not to play in a world junior and he's a rink rat. He wants to play. He wants to be part of Team Canada and and I would too if I was his age and and and, and having that chance to play in front of the f- passionate fans in in Canada and, and they won the gold medal so it worked out great but you know um, I I think it'll be a great test now here with the big boys he uh, he he played some really good games put some points on the board in in Traverse City a little fancy at times might might not work with the big boys and. And uh, you know, just just to, to streamline his game a little bit and, and get the the efficiency rather than the uh, fancy plays is going to be the key for him now that we start for real here. And but um, he's got tremendous amount of potential. Some some things that he can do uh, hard to teach at this age. The way he sees the eyes, the creative uh, mind that he has for the game, the anticipation of what what's to come, the next two steps he sees it before he gets to the puck and and so we're very very excited about his talent and um he's a work in progress he's a young young man who who needs to keep getting stronger not just in the off season but every day here and um that's that's going to be the biggest test for him is that to to be able to compete in the battles the stick battles in the NHL level they're they're so hard i mean the guys get overwhelmed first when they come come on the NHL level just how hard it is to get a loose puck and win a loose puck battle. So uh, those things are the biggest test for him. It's not going to be the pace of the game. It's not going to be the skating. It's not going to be able the ability to make plays. It's going to be the ability to play a 200-foot game and, and defend and win battles. And, and uh, you know, th- those are the things that the coaching staff looks at. And, you know, part of uh, Cole Sillinger's maturity last year as an 18-year-old was, was specifically in those areas where... He was so reliable that the coaches trusted him in, in almost every situation, and and uh, that's what they want, even from the mo- most offensive players. That that uh, you can count Ken Johnson to be one of those guys that that you know he's everybody recognizes his talent. Now it's about coaches earning the coaches' trust and and being reliable on both uh, both ends of the puck, and and uh, the rest will come easy. And that's a delicate situation with Johnson because, and, and you have a baseline for that with Dubois. He came in the same way a few years ago. So how does that does that prepare you and him for this? I mean, you can't say anything to the athlete because he's coming here to make the team. But can you watch his uh, energy levels and maybe back him off from some games and give him the best chance here? Yeah, I think we have to monitor. That's why we're here every day, watching every practice and watching every exhibition game to make sure that we get the. Uh, right amount of, of workload for each player and and um, yeah it's 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 going to be a big test we're going to be skating a lot the first few days then we get thrown into the exhibition game uh, on Sunday already and 
and then it's go 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 and and um, you know part of that is that how you prepare too you had a really good off season you train hard you're going to be able to get through training camp with no problems and and um, but you know it, it will be a tough camp it was last year everybody said it and uh, I'm sure the, the challenges will be just as big this year uh, with coach Larson so looking forward to it you know this is probably the worst well August and September for players are just dreadful but getting through today which is testing and then the first on ice session you just want to get it behind you because you want to see where you're at you want to know you haven't thrown a body check you haven't been in battles you're not you know you want to make sure you're good out there on the ice do you do you get results from the fitness test right away? I always wondered that as an athlete. Like they just did the Wingate, I think, the bike test downstairs, the worst test ever, Bob. I mean, it's like how long is it? Is it thirty seconds or seven yeah, minutes? I don't know which seconds. one you do, <laughs> but it's hellacious. And um, do you guys get those results immediately? Immediately. So yeah. you know already. So so, and and the other thing was, you know, the the, the competitiveness of camp. You know, there's guys that there, there's always spots open in teams that are in this situation. And there, there's players that everyone's coming to make a spot. You, you, you honestly sent these guys with working orders for the summer. Uh, you'll look at their how they did today. You'll look at their on ice, and it's all part of the formula, right, as to where they can fit in starting today, uh, with through camp and into the season. Yeah, and, and the big part of it is is knowing the results obviously from last year and monitoring them throughout the season with with Kevin Collins and what what they do in the in the uh, during the season to, to get better especially when we're talking about the young guys with the older guys it's it's a lot of times about maintenance and, and being able to stay healthy and and, um, and get through the schedule uh, but young guys we we uh, we don't just have an off season for a week we expect them to get stronger and and uh, faster every day so um we, we got a lot of data comparing their what they've done before, where they've been before, compared to where they are at now. And that's that's the most telling story about the uh, the testing here. And that's why we'll be re- reading them very carefully uh, when, when we get all the results in. But but um, it's all part of the process. And, and the, the numbers on in that area, they don't lie. We, we can tell who's to put the work in and who, who hasn't. And, and uh, we can see it on the ice, too. A lot of times when guys take a big, big jump, and it's like, "Whoa, look at look at him! He's got another step in his, in his, um, in his skating, and and how how he explodes and separates himself with speed and quickness, and how he does in the battles, and you can really see it. Guys putting on, um, you know, ten pounds of muscle, and and you can see it in the strength and power testing, and and all of a sudden it translates into the battles. Those those are the things that we're looking for. First and foremost, you need to see it on the ice, but but it's it's not rocket science. If you get stronger, you'll get stronger on the ice too, and and um, you know it's um, it's it's a, it's an interesting couple of days here because um, you wanna believe that everybody, um, if if they were in our program or if they the, they believe in their trainer, who many have great professionals that they work with for years and they have that trust level with them and they want to work with them. Our, our guys will stay in communication with, with those guys then, but uh, we want to see the the work that was put in and, and the effort and, and the tests are a great way to do it. And that's part of the culture you have here. This is a blue-collar, hard-working team at heart with no, no cutting corners, and so that really is a day one uh, test in a, in a number of ways for the guys. I want to know 
with you being a player previously, doing training camps, probably you know probably a very fit guy. The anxiety level, or I'll call it the heartburn that you'd get as a player. I don't know if you remember what it was like. It's just brutal. But still do you get, get it? Do you still get it as a GM? That's what I'm wondering. Oh, oh yeah, more than as a player. <laughs> really? So this is like an anxious time for you. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I just want to see. I, I want to see that we're taking the right steps, and, and and today is the first day to really see it. So, because you can put it on paper and people can analyze and it can all predict and people can say they've done well here and there. But now, probably for the scouts and everybody that's made these decisions and you, it's, it's like, okay, what do we really have? So that's where you're at for the next, I just want to, you know, for the next couple of weeks, that's where your mindset's at, is it? Yeah, yeah. And and obviously hockey's played on the ice. So, you know, sometimes guys can, you know, get around because they're really good hockey players. But even the greatest hockey players, you want to see the the physical improvement and, and the right steps uh, off the ice that they're taking because it's only going to help them on the ice. Uh, whenever somebody tells you that, oh, if I get too much muscle or if I get too strong, I, I lose my hands, that's complete. This isn't golf. Yeah, that that's right. complete <laughs> BS. Well, remember all the golfers used to think yeah. that until Tiger Woods that's showed right. up and he was jacked and, and in unbelievable uh, and shape. then they had to oh, work and all of a sudden everybody <laughs> starts getting into shape in golf too and yeah. and now they they look like very fit athletes so except uh, for john daly he, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> he's retired isn't he <laughs> but it, it, it's uh there's no uh there's no harm done in the gym as far as uh you know losing losing your ability to play hockey obviously if you get into like uh you know too much muscle like our scout Roman Polak, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who played 14 years in the NHL. Now. I hated playing against now Roman he's Polak. He's turned into weightlifting. And he was 255 pounds of muscle. So, oh, is he? Yeah. <laughs> so it, it, he got on the plane the other day, and I thought, who's the guy in the strongman competition that just got on the, <laughs> the plane? bouncer? <laughs> on, yeah, yeah, <laughs> taking a bouncer along on the trip. It was unbelievable. He's huge. So I, I remember in St. Louis actually, where he showed up one training camp. His brother is a bodybuilder showed up like that. I think it was like 250 pounds or something. And we're like, whoa, whoa, Nelson, who worked here too, he's, he was the strength and conditioning guy. And he's like, oh, Roman, no more weights. <laughs> Start running. <laughs> hey, on that note, um, one of the guys I think you drafted just retired yesterday, Zdeno Charo. You were part of his equation in getting to North America. Well, and not drafting, but we traded for him in Ottawa when I worked there I, from from the Islanders. That was the big trade with Alexi Yashin going to the Islanders and Chera and second overall pick. pick and Bill, well done Bill, on that, Bill by Mon- the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, hindsight says how smart you were on that pick, on that trade. Marcy, that Marcy Johnston was the GM. <laughs> he was the genius behind it. And that was one of the great trades that I've ever been involved with. And, and so, you know, he has a tremendous career. Was he 45 years old? Um, and... Now, his lure is in the weight room from teammates, even teammates from last year. They said they couldn't beat him there, and they couldn't stay long enough to, to out, outlast Dano Chara. Is that – do you have that kind of as a baseline for you as a guy? Hey, you can work harder. You can be stronger. Because he's, he's – He's a monster. He's, he's six, six foot eight? nine. Six nine. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, like, yesterday when we I was working for Ottawa, and he showed up, and I'm thinking, you know, you watch him on the ice, and he's 6'9", so he's obviously very tall and lanky, and he had just gotten his feet wet in the NHL with the Islanders. I'm thinking, oh, the, this lanky, tall guy is going to come in, and then I saw him in the, in, in, uh, in the locker room in, in his, his um, shorts and T-shirt. I'm like, holy smokes. He was just 
huge. <laughs> really? Yeah, he's like 265 pounds of muscle. And and everybody, I think I think it elevated the whole team. And I think we had, a, Daniel Alfredson was the same way. He was always the, the, the best in testing. Marion Hossa was the same way. So those three guys were the core of the team. And they set the standard for everybody. I mean, you go into the testing and you see the three best players on the team doing what they were doing. Yeah. Okay, well... You raise you, you your be- bell. <laughs> you better better measure up in some ways, and and uh, you know they were the hardest working guys. So I think that's that's uh, something that we need to have, and I think we have a really good culture in place with our team, with with our uh, guys being really good pros and taking good care of themselves and taking the right steps. And starts from our captain Boone Jenner. He's an unbelievable example that way. He works as hard as anybody on and off the ice, and. And sets the standard for the for the rest of our guys, and and when you get young guys like Cole Sillinger, who always shows up in great shape, and 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 all all the players in our in our um, in our core, you know, Zach Wierenski, uh, extremely strong player, although he's viewed as an offensive skilled defenseman, he's he looks like a, a, a well tight end or whatever. They, yeah, not, exactly. Not the biggest guys in the. Uh, on the football field, but the guys that are big and big frame and can still mobile and agile. And so we, we got, we got a lot of those good pieces in place with our team. And I, I think that sets the culture. It's not what I say here from, from here, or even coach says in the, uh, from the coach's office, it's the guys in the room that set that right example every single day that, Hey, you don't, you don't come to this gym in, in your uh, sandals and, and show up and, and, and just sit here and sip sip on a beverage. You come here to work every day, and that's that's how the good culture is set on and off the ice. We're talking with Blue Jackets general manager Yarmo Kekalainen on the first inside edge of a brand-new season. We've got more right after this on 97.1 The Fan. The Blue Jackets' first preseason home game is coming up on Sunday night at 7 o'clock. The Pittsburgh Penguins will be in town. Get your tickets by going to bluejackets.com. We are joined on tonight's Inside Edge, the first one of a new season, by Blue Jackets general manager Yarmo Kekalainen. Let's talk about the defense. You mentioned earlier you signed Eric Goodbranson as a free agent from Calgary. Big body guy. He's got plenty of experience, good leadership. Uh, everything I've heard is he's one of those guys that in the room everybody loves, so that's perfect. Checks a lot of the boxes there. But that's really the only change you made on defense from what you had last year. So uh, my question to you is, are, are you just banking on the fact that the guys that you had last year, maybe Adam Boquist stays healthier than he did last year? Uh, that Jake Bean is bigger and stronger, and, and he makes a better stride. And Andrew Peek, who I thought was the, the biggest surprise because he wound up playing a lot of first pair minutes with Zach Borensky, Um you know, what do you see out of those guys? How much stock are you putting into the fact that these three players especially, they're going to be better and our defense overall will be better? Well, going into last year, we knew we were light back there. We, we knew that. But at the same time, we kind of thought, okay, well, we may be a little light there, but we got some good puck moving ability coming out of our zone. Best defending is being being out of your zone and, and being able to move the puck up the ice, which we were able to do. We, we, we had a lot of that. But as far as defending... Um, in our own zone and protecting the front of the net, we were light. And, and we knew that going into last year. But now we got Andrew Peake as a, as a bigger and heavier guy coming back. Jake Beans had, had a tremendous offseason as far as I can tell from just being around there before the, the testing even started. I think he put on over 10 pounds of, 
of muscle. And that's going to make a big difference for them. Focused, staying healthy. So now, now you find a little balance there. Let's say that just, just uh, I'm not doing this. Brad Larson and, and Steve McCarthy are going to do this. But if you put Jack Wierenski and, and Andrew Peak, there's a balance of size defending and, and puck moving ability. You put uh, Gavrikov with Boquist, there's the balance of puck moving and defensive ability. And then you put maybe Jake Bean and, and Eric Goodbranson, who, you know, and, and again, I'm, I'm not. Um, Doing the pairs on defense, but now we it got just that. sounds like you are, but that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Dude, we, we, it's we common got, sense, we though. We got right, right balance balance of, of of people that have the ability to defend. They have the size and strength, and then the guys that can move the puck and and get a little protection that way too. Where where you know the, there's going to be a battle. The Eric Goodbranson, I'm sure, is going to be the first one in there and clearing the front of the net. And if he plays with with Jake Bean, he he can he can do other things where we get the puck out of the zone. And and same thing with Gavi. I mean, he's a great defender and 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 a strong guy. And and you know, if he if he pairs up with with Boquist or B Peak or whoever it is, you know, there's 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 size and strength and and defending ability. So even adding one guy, I think, shifts the balance on on D, where you don't end up with two of the same in one pair. And um, you know, so. The, the one thing I'm excited about our defense, too, is the kids that we have coming. And they're, they're probably not going to be ready this year. Time will tell, and, and we never expected Cole Sillinger to be ready right off the bat either. But making it on defense is even harder. But, but watching Denton Matejchuk and, and, and da- David Yiricek playing Traverse City got me excited because those, those two guys are going to be really good defensemen in this league for a long time. We had other guys, too, Svozil and Knasko. Uh, had some real good games up there, and, and um, you know, so it, 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 there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of depth on on our defense that we didn't have a couple of years ago, and a lot of ability, size, all kinds of different things. I, I thought Denton Matejchuk, um, you know, he as an 18 year old coming to that tournament and playing the way with the poise and confidence that he played with, and even the strength. He's not the tallest guy, but he's really strong. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the confidence level with those guys is now against the big boys. And he's the guy that you took with the 12th overall pick. And, you know, there was there was a lot of speculation whether you were going to make both of those picks. Um, I know you were happy that he was there. And the more you see him, I'm guessing the happier that you are. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, we, we thought about the uh, position. Do we take two defensemen? Is there somebody that's... If, if it would have been even, maybe we would have taken a forward where we felt like Denton Matejcik was, was much better than the guy next uh, on our list. So we take two defensemen. You never have too many good defensemen, never. If, if you have too many good defensemen, every team in the league that's looking for defensemen is going to identify that and keep calling us and and, and um, a- asking us for one of those Ds for something that's that could be valuable for us on other parts of the depth chart. So that's why I think it's important to stick to the principle of Taking the best player available that you think you have your list right, the list you worked on all year. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm excited about it, the depth chart on defense right now. Your depth chart has exploded in the last two years, has it not? Yeah, and and part of it was obviously painful because we had to uh, finish finish close to the closer to the bottom that we wanted to, but at the same time, we made some of those trades that uh, were also painful because they were great guys that had served us for so long but but uh, in order to do this as a reset like we call it a 
I think we needed those four early picks to to turn it around quicker than than a rebuild. And you know, with Cole Sillinger already in the lineup, Kent Johnson knocking on the door, and and these two two defensemen looking like they're going to be future, uh, great future NHLD. Um, you know, could be a year, could be two. If even if it's three, it doesn't matter. It's uh, the career that they make in the NHL is the the measure stick of the of the success of the draft, and and we're going to be patient with them and and uh, put them in the in a situation where they can succeed. We're not going to rush them, but once they arrive, we we believe that what we've seen both before the draft and after the draft that they'll they'll be great blue jackets for a long time every player is different and and their trajectory is always different but you know you you had to trade a player that grew up here won a championship in cleveland you had to move him this summer in bjorkstrand and that has to be a pretty good point of reference too for you and on a player that you know coming in was a good goal scorer in junior knew he was a competitor at the american hockey league but turned into a real nhl player um you know, you look at some of these players now, and you could probably reference his name to some of these guys, and it's probably good for your staff now that you've been here for a, a decade, right? Mm-hmm. Ten years, to have oh. these these <laughs> these guys in, in uh, that have gone through here. So, and I look at your organization, and I think, you know, some organizations have to play the young players because they're not deep enough. But it seems like you're in a pretty sweet spot with this mix of what you learned from the playoffs, the guys that were here a couple of years ago or years before that understand the culture but now also there's there's players that might could probably be shoved in but they're probably uh, you're in a luxury spot where you'll say okay we have to develop you have to go to the american league and we'll get you when you're ready yeah yeah and and it was definitely painful to trade oliver and, and um, that's cap casualty i guess they call call it but it it doesn't make it any easier he was a great blue jacket and and um and like you said part of the championship team in Cleveland before he arrived in the NHL. Um, having said that, you know, the winger position is something that you usually have a little more luxury on, and I think we have a lot of quality on, on the depth charts w- on the wing. So somebody's going to have an opportunity now to say, okay, well, I can take Oliver's spot. It may not happen right away with the level that Oliver got to, and, and, um, and but the opportunity's there for some of those young wingers now to rise and get that ice time, get that role, and get the results that, that uh, Oliver was producing. So it's going to be a big test for those guys, but also a great opportunity. And and I'm sure a lot of guys have, have recognized it going into this camp saying, okay, I'm going to take that spot. I, I'm going to I'm gonna earn that spot, and I'm going to produce and show that that, that, uh, can, that place can be filled. And we're going to miss Oliver. I wish him the, all the best, but that's that's just the reality of the business right now. And until the cap starts going up, that um, you know, you want a player like Johnny Goudreau, something's going to have to give. And and we we looked for every possible opportunity to to make make our cap situation work. And as I said at the time, this was the best of all the bad options yeah. that we had in front of them and, and, and uh, I'm not proud of trading Oliver Bjorkstrand for third and fourth round pick because he's worth a lot more but you know it, it, it was it was truly the best um, option that we had in front of them and uh, in front of us and um, 
had to be done. Well, the excitement right away. First of all, we couldn't believe it. I saw the text, and I was like, wow. And you must have heard it all summer. There's a lot of excitement. It gave this organization a jolt. So, yes, Oliver was a great player, a great Blue Jacket, but those are the decisions that uh, you had to make. So we're excited for the season, and, and, you know, it's great to catch up with you. Yeah, yeah. Let's get her going. I just want to ask you one more thing. We didn't touch on the goaltenders. Elvis Merzlikens goes into the first year of his big contract this year. You bring back Jonas Corposalo, uh, and he and Daniil Tarasov both got hurt and had to have surgery last year. Um, how, sol- how solid do you feel that position is overall right now? Well, when it's 100% healthy, we, we feel confident. Cor- Corpy has got a lot to prove. Um, two years ago when we were in the bubble, he was the most talked about goalie. In, in, in the whole bubble, basically, after the right? performance yeah. he had against Tampa there yeah. with over 80 saves. And and I got I got teams calling me because <laughs> he's he's supposed to be number two and, you know, pe- people believe in he can be number one. We've believed that all along, that he has that potential. And he's battled through his injuries, and he's a guy that doesn't complain much, and then they go in and, and do the, uh, the MRIs on his hip, and it's like, well, he needs surgery. And he had that done, and now... Hopefully, very soon here, he'll be back to 100%. He's going to start the camp. We're going to monitor his workload, and he should be ready, but but that's something that we can't rush. When he's 100%, he's 100%, and then he's ready to go. But I, I think he's real hungry to prove to everybody that he can get right back on that level that he was at two years ago. So that's what we're banking on. Um, Elvis earned the contract with the performance that he had before we signed him. Uh, I'm sure he wants to have a better year. I think he's got all, all kinds of potential to be a, a, one of the top goalies in the league. But, I mean, I'm sure you guys watched Tarasov last year in the brief stint that he had in the NHL. The potential is is, is unbelievable. He's, he, first of all, his size and athleticism, he's six foot five goalie that can move like a five foot six goalie and, and uh, the flexibility and, and uh, the calmness that he had getting thrown into his first NHL game, traveling that day and playing in Dallas. Oh, yeah, I forgot Dallas. about that. I mean, that that was extraordinary. You hardly ever see that. And, and and he has this, you know, we always talked about Bobrovsky having an unbelievable work ethic on and off the ice when he was here. This guy's the same. <laughs> really? you got to tone him down. Like, okay, well, you've, you've done it. You've done <laughs> Go enough, home. You've, you've done enough today. <laughs> all, all he wants to do is to be better. And he has that mindset that he wants to be the best goalie in the NHL, and and he's got all the tools for it. So we're f- extremely excited about him and 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 where he's gonna take us. And and we believe he's gonna be a true number one goalie in the National Hockey League in the near future. So I think we're in great shape there. And Jet Greaves is a, is a, another guy that just keeps getting better and better. I thought he played great in Traverse City. He earned an NHL contract in the middle of last year. We had him on the American League deal to start with, and, and, and he, he just basically forced our hand because other teams started taking notice and, oh, this guy's an American League contract. Well, yeah. And then, okay, we turn him into an NHL deal, but he keeps getting better and better, and that's that's exactly where you want to see. And, and he's, a, he's a very ambitious young man that, that uh, has big dreams and, and, and is ready to work for him. 
Yeah, great place to be with that position overall. Yarmo, again, thank you very much. Uh, uh, the excitement that we felt all summer now really comes into focus here this week. So thanks for sitting down and breaking it down with us here to get started at camp. And uh, don't get too much heartburn, okay? Just <laughs> relax and let it develop in front of you. Get heartburn from all these radio interviews. <laughs> <laughs> You're a star. That's what happens. That's the general manager of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Yarmo Kekalainen. Jody and I will be back to wrap up this week's show right after this on 97.1 The Fan. Remember, on Saturday, the Blue Jackets will be at the Ice House. All of the practices during training camp that take place at the Ice House are open to the public. On Saturday, the doors will open at 9 o'clock. First thousand fans will get a T-shirt courtesy of Ohio Health. So you have the opportunity to see the fans in person. I always look forward to that day because it, they just pack them in and line them up around the boards. And and it normally doesn't matter what else is going on in town, but I know that the uh, the Buckeyes play the late game, right? They play a night game. Yeah, that's so, right. So everybody who have their morning free and right. be able to come down. And really, you can, have a, you can have a great double dose of sports in one day coming up Saturday. Uh, it's a wonderful time of year. I mean, you can still golf in Ohio. The weather has been outstanding here in Columbus. Uh, you know, this is why we live in Ohio. Well, yeah. isn't it funny? It's like 90, 90 degrees today, and then tomorrow, the first day the guys are on the ice, it's not even going to break 70. Absolutely. So. It's, it, that's hockey season. you got hockey. You can play golf. you got the Buckeyes. you got the NFL. It's just it's tremendous. And baseball's wrapping up. You know, you're getting into that stuff. So, you know, you, you spoke of going into the break uh, about Yarmo doing complete breakdown of the team. He did that and more. We had some good conversations with him. Great to see him here and and, and him spend the time with us. But, you know, it, it's interesting, right, as a, as a GM. I thought it was interesting to hear about his anxiety level about, you know, because if you think, if you take a step and back, take a step and look at it, you know, there is that. I mean, you, you know, you can put it all on paper and write it on your, your whiteboard, your dry erase board and say, oh, this is going to be this and this will be better. But, there's a lot of different factors that come into a season, and, and I was just looking at the the Philadelphia Flyers, a metropolitan team that's got John Tortorella, the former Blue Jackets coach, and it's going to be a fun team to watch. But they just lost Sean Couturier again for long term. And this is a guy who had off-season back surgery. So, you know, those things, uh, you, know, you know, knock on wood here in Columbus, but he's a guy who's been riddled with that, and you got to think of all the factors. But I love his excitement level too and, and just uh, him sitting down and giving us that complete interview. It was funny because he talked about heartburn, but that is, you know, one of the most relaxed times that I've seen him. You know, how sometimes when he's uptight, he doesn't talk as much because I was thinking about things that, that I was going to ask him about, you know, even like the preseason starts on Sunday and they're doing the day-night doubleheader with Pittsburgh. And, that would have been know, a good question. About setting We didn't that get up. there. No, yeah. we didn't. Because <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. When it got to the uh, Zdeno Chara stuff yeah. and just the way that he took that on, I was like, oh, that's not important. We'll just – We'll worry about that when we play it. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. Armo's a really good guy, and you know when you get him interviewed, he, you're right. He's kind of a he, he's got that real gruff voice, but he he's, you feel like he doesn't say too much. But we we got him chatting there, and it, it was good to see his. I think it's because he's really excited. You know what I mean? And he probably just had a big meal, so that helps him <laughs> kind of settle in and relax. So, <laughs> well, but but he should be excited. I mean, uh, you know, the Traverse City tournament is what it is. But for guys like Kent Johnson, as he was talking about, and Kirill Marchenko, who we didn't talk about. An opportunity to tune up before coming into the camp. And I'm talking about two different guys here. Johnson, of course, only played a couple of less than 10 games last year. Kirill Marchenko has played four years in the KHL wow, yeah. and is coming to North America for the first time. And, As a 22 year old, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because, like, you go into that prospects tournament, and I, I was thinking, and I said this before I left, I said, boy, if Marchenko doesn't stand out, 
that would be a big concern, right? I mean, because he's so it's much, a gamble. He's older. Yeah, yeah. right. And, uh, and he stood out, so he'll be ready for that camp. Those two actually had some pretty good chemistry. I, I can't wait to see what Brad Larson does here, and especially in the, well, the early preseason games. He's going to get some guys in that are going to go back to junior, I know. but And he's got a lot of PTOs. You know, yeah. How much how much uh, time at center is Kent Johnson going to play? Just played there all weekend. Uh, he is going to play there, but well, he's going to have to yeah, with these much? two doubleheader games. Uh, yeah. You know, there's going to be guys that need rested. They're going to. This is the time to test them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, you know, uh, he uh, Yermo talked about your check. You know, he he looked okay in his first experience, but get him in the big camp. That's always the thing, right, Jody? You, you, you develop like development camp. Fans get excited. I didn't get to go to those. Fans get excited uh, at development camp. In the oh, summertime. it's important and, for Yarmo. You could yeah. tell. But I'm, but I'm always like, hey, be careful. These are like 18-year-olds against 18-year-olds. Yeah. And, and the same in the, the prospect tournaments. And then you got to come into the camp, and now it's uh, whatever was easy last weekend for you is going to be much tougher. And, and you know, it, it's it's a perfect build-up to camp for these young guys because you get to see the organization on the inside. So you travel with the team. You have team meals. You compete with each other. You create camaraderie. Uh, you understand what you're a part of, and I think that's a, a big eye-opener for the guys that have been there for the first time and, and for the guys that have, have returned there. You know, it, it kind of gets you on the ground, on, on the treadmill, and, and the treadmill is moving, but it's not moving as fast as it's going to start moving tomorrow. Um, so I, I just think, you know, I remember sleepless nights. I remember not eating. I remember, you know, just because you want to get through the first few days of camp and the first uh, at the start of it. And, and for these guys, I kind of feel like there's a little bit of a comfort level already because systems are probably been talked about. Uh, you know, new players now have got to learn these things. They're going to have more time to do it. But there's a lot of intangibles that come with that. So, and I love the fact, you know, you guys watch them up there. Now you see them here. You see the level rise, but you also see who's going to take that step and rise to the level. Like we've heard Cole Sillinger's name a few times in this interview, mostly from Yarmo, and it's because of good reason he transitioned into those well. Yeah, and the thing I really looked at with uh, with that group, and they're all going to be here, is you weren't bringing in 10 guys from the outside on tryouts just to fill a roster. These are the guys that will have a chance to be a part of this organization and make it good for a long time. Oh, no, there's a, a fabric time. to these yeah. guys. There's a fabric, and there's why they've been drafted and why they've been watched so closely around the world and developed, and now they're all here. And, you know, you, you think about all the staff that goes into putting this together around the league, 32 teams. They've all made adjustments, made changes, made themselves better, figured things out. Uh, and, of course, Colorado is the blueprint now for this year. Hard to get there. But you look, listen to those interviews and those players, it took time. It took time for McKinnon. I heard him in an interview the other day. He wasn't ready to win three years ago. He wasn't ready to win two years ago. And, um, you know, there, there's a process to get there. But it, it, these these guys, when Yarmo and his group, they've been looking at this from a few years afar, a few years earlier. And they're looking a few years down the road. So they're excited now, but I think they're even more excited for a few years from now. Yeah, no doubt about that. Once again, uh, Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, the doors open at the Ice House. Make sure you come out and uh, greet the Blue Jackets as they hit the ice there and get to see them for the first time. And the Blue Jackets will be on the ice on Sunday, 7 o'clock against the Pittsburgh Penguins at Nationwide Arena. And you can get tickets by going to bluejackets.com. All right. Good start for us, right? You got a doubleheader to start? Doubleheader. Atta yeah. boy. Yeah, back to back. Make sure you get your Wheaties in the morning and have a good – make sure you get the pasta meal on the way home on the plane. Yeah, just to get ready for game Or maybe two. start stop at uh, Primanti's. Yeah. 
Get the sandwich <laughs> then, with then, the fries. Then I'll be sleeping during game two, as a matter of fact. Great spot. All right, Jody, thank you very much. Thanks, Bob. Good That's to see going you. to do it for the first edition of the Inside Edge for this 2022-2023 season. For Jody Shelley, I'm Bob McKelligan. Thanks for listening to 97.1 The Fan.